I am Fish on a Hater. And I'm DeFi250. <laughs> and this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that has a cute new costume for Halloween. Uh, DeFi, hi. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> you know, Fish, I, I just I can't lie to you for anything longer than just a short bit. So, uh, hey, it's me. It's Chris, not hi. DeFi, unfortunately. Hey. You gave me a shock. <laughs> oh, geez. So when I'm you sure. pulled off that DeFi mask, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> that was great. When did you get that made? That was incredible. That's, that's right. Jeez. We actually worked together. I drove up, you know, uh, up there for a weekend and we made a whole like cast, the whole thing. You wouldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah. That, that must have taken a long time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you two are very busy people. I'm impressed. <laughs> Intrepid. <laughs> so we usually give like a, a to tell us who you are. You know, how do you fit into the PvP space? But I'm not sure either of those two questions apply to you. <laughs> I don't know. The first one might. You'd be surprised how many people listen to just PvP Corner. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I know they exist because they've they have come up to me and told me as such at live events or sent an email and been like, hey, I'm looking for PvP corner. <laughs> so I'm okay. Uh, okay. Wow. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, it's a little bit like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I suppose just just to be be extra, extra thorough. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, I'm Chris. I am uh, the host, one of the co-hosts rather for GoCast on this very same podcast feed. And one of the two co-hosts on the brand new Star Piece as well. Yeah, which I've heard the first episode with Cricket. Really, really quality. Like Lachlan, oh, thanks. great co-host. And you you three had just a really delightful conversation. It was a lot of fun. Did you did you get through the whole thing? Did you hear me yeah, trying to pronounce Australian uh, places? You did pretty well. we've got some great ones as well yes like i've I've, um i've had other podcasts don't like yeah we're gonna reveal this now i've had other podcasts um and (laughs) we did have a segment once where we just went through a whole list of funny australian (laughs) town names uh like humpy bong uh did you say loma mola what was that (laughs) (laughs) woolamaloo yeah Okay. Sounds um, like a, a Wulu split evolution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wulu, yeah. Wulu, double, and Woolamaloo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we've got some good ones. As far as PvP goes, I yeah. have always seen you as someone who you haven't dived as deep into the whole nuance that is PvP like the rest of us have, but you've shown a an appreciation of the depth and the nuance uh, and the ecosystem that is pvp just from afar which is a uh, pretty similar to how i feel about taylor swift um <laughs> just, i'm sorry. far less successful let's just let's just stop the comparison there i liked it i'm sure you then. can sell out madison square garden one day but it's right that's right yeah it's, she's, that's on my mind at the moment because um my way tangent but um my my cousins we've got a, like a big group of us you know i'm an, I'm an italian so there's a lot of us um sure. we've got a chat group and one of them messaged us to say hey guess what we're all going to see the taylor swift movie <laughs> coming out and the girls were like yeah we are and the boys were like 
are we? <laughs> and so they kind of roped us into doing this. I've now spent, you know, 30 bucks on a movie that I've been warned I'm going to hate every minute of. The Like, it's a it's a very battle of the sexes kind of thing because the, the guys are just making all these jokes oh, about man. Taylor Swift and the fandom and all that. And the girls are like, we're accepting this, but, you know... <laughs> Don't don't uh, don't do any of this in the cinema. Just yeah. sing along. I feel like I feel like it's completely okay to like not understand uh Swifties, but <laughs> I will not abide by somebody not being able to appreciate what that is going to be. Because my understanding is is that this is just basically like a recording, like a movie version of her show that she had for Eras Tour, which is the most recent tour, most currently ongoing. Uh, I think so, yeah. I, I just know that Chicago, all my friends in Chicago freaked out when she was here. Um, yeah. And the production quality of that show, regardless of how you feel about music, is still going to blow you away. So I challenge you. And, and actually, no, I know already. I don't even have to challenge <laughs> you. You're going to find silver lining in it and love a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I was getting at. Is like Even though oh, yeah. I, I don't have any interest in getting into that world in any sort of depth, I do have an appreciation from afar of her as an artist. And what go. she's been able to do, how she's been able to turn her life into art. Gotcha. <laughs> That's Taylor gotcha. Swift corner. Um, well, I suppose as far as this metaphor goes, I think you're pre- <laughs> you're pretty close. And I th- it's not because I like love PvP, but I've gained a little bit of information along the way. I really gave it the old college try the first couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Went to the first regional for the first self tournament and stuff. That's how I met uh, DeFi. I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just I like it. And just because I exist in this space and talk to other content creators and like talk to you and, and DeFi, that, that PvP is a conversation topic that comes up and it is impossible to not have absorbed at least some of it by osmosis. Yeah. Um, and having been to NAIC last year, too, my understanding and appreciation of the community on that level, not even at a competitive, nuanced battle level, but just like what it means to be a PvPer. Like I gained that appreciation tenfold by going to that event. Um, yeah, so I, I don't love doing PVP, but I love PVP, especially for what it does for the game, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's, yeah. that's exactly why DeFi and I are doing this podcast 141 episodes later is because you, you did recognize that uh, much earlier than what the play Pokemon circuit was able to show us like this is back when it was just self before even go battle league i think or no i think go battle league was a thing by that stage it was before go stadium before go battle league before anything else it was just self for a hot minute yeah yeah and then yeah. i think um i think it was was it post covid that we started the podcast three years now so 2020 which, by the way, we haven't mentioned that yet. It's uh, DeFi mentioned it on on the podcast that how oh hey, but by the way, last week was our three year anniversary. <laughs> so, We're celebrating your three year anniversary by excommunicating <laughs> DeFi and bringing me in instead. No, DeFi is feeling a little under the weather, so I'm just filling in. If anybody's curious, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but happy anniversary! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy anniversary to <laughs> DeFi. I got to make sure to get her a present. Uh, yeah, it's also her birthday month as well, so even more oh reason to do so. Gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh! What's the three-year uh, anniversary gift? You know, because they have one for mm. each of the. I can never remember what it is. I always have to look it up and then promptly forget. Three-year anniversary, anniversary gift. 
gift for uh, for him or for her? Is there a, a gender? Well, let's just imagine that you're that you're trying to send one platonically to to DeFi. Yeah. I'm curious what that would look like. Uh, the traditional gift theme for three year anniversaries is leather. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing that I can say on this podcast. At the very least. <laughs> so uh, with that said, <laughs> let's get into our GBL section for this week. Uh, Chris, off air, you were telling me that you did do some GBL. Yeah, I did. I did um, like 20 rounds of, of Sunshine Cup over the past few days, which for me is a lot of battling. Yeah, and yeah. so, okay, so first I'll ask what team you went with. So what I did is I went to PV Poke and I looked at, you know, who was who was doing well on the on the rankings there. And from there, I decided on a Pidgeot lead. Um, and then I was using a Shadow Gligar in my second and then a, a, a Bama Snow um, okay. as my third. I have since swapped out the Shadow Gligar for a Shadow Swampert. Ooh, and why that change? Um, because I was already getting double coverage between the Pidgeot and the Gligar. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, although where I'm at now, which is, oh, geez, I'm really showing just how <laughs> how poorly I am at keeping up with this. We have no judgment here. <laughs> uh, 42, battles, 42 battles this season, 33 wins, which I'm very happy with, but it's because I'm rank nine. Um, the Pidgeot lead is starting to fail me. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was great for the first few, but no. It can be hard to use because it, it gets a lot of its wins from debuffing opponents. Um, yeah. There's a really careful balance that you have to strike between when to debuff and when to nuke and debuff yourself Recoil. in the process. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm finding the matchups against a Talonflame and trying to... Uh, see what gear we can kind of cycle in and out of if I can outpace their mm. flame charges or not. That's been interesting to navigate yeah. from from my perspective. But yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I like Sunshine Cup. It's cool. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty fun cup I found. So I was back when I was doing Sunshine Cup. Right now I'm doing Great League, but um, when I was doing Sunshine Cup, what did I have? I had um, Talonflame and then Double Normal. I think it was so Ooh. Double and Vigoroth. Yeah, I'm seeing Vigoroth and Double too. So, that makes yeah, sense. they're very popular. Yeah, and mm. so Talonflame is like one of the few Pokemon I believe that can beat Gligar, Vigoroth, and Steelix. So that for oh, me yeah. made it a really nice lead. And then, like if you if you swap in a Vigoroth, the only really really hard counter to a Vigoroth in this meta is Trevenant. And if they do happen to have a Trevenant, then you know once they take care of the Vigoroth. I've got the talent flame waiting to come back in to farm that down. So yeah, uh, so I felt like that was a pretty good team. Yeah, that's uh, I can already tell you that's got much more coverage and thought put into it than the one <laughs> I made. Uh, but uh, I could not pass up an opportunity to use Pidgeot because I love Pidgeot. Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. It is a fun Pokemon. Yeah. I cannot mm-hmm. disagree with you there. And so, what rank have you gotten to at the moment? Nine. Nine. So. Uh, at that stage, I think you are, you have to get a certain number of wins to progress to level 10, but it's like still not that many, right? I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's like five or eight or something like that. Okay. It's not two fulls. It's yeah. I can probably go like three, two and two, three and make it 
or three, two and three, two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So for what I've, what I've actually been doing this week is uh, failing. <laughs> My man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's been very uh, frustrating for me actually, because I was with my great league team. I was talking about it last week. It was a charger bug lead with Umbreon and Alolan Sandslash. And I was just climbing little bits at a time, just like 15 point gain, 13 point gain, 18 point gain. And then two days ago, got an 05 and then a 14 and then another 14. Dropped 140 odd points. Ooh. I described last week the sensation of trying to climb in GBO as being like Homer Simpson trying to climb the Murderhorn. And that was the moment where he uh, like faints and just starts sliding down the, the mountain yeah. again yeah. and just completely <laughs> erases all of that grueling climb that he had. So like that caused me to just put the phone down for a solid day. It was the first time actually this season that I haven't done all of my sets in a day. Oh man. Uh, but now I am picking it up and just slowly starting that climb back up again. Well, I believe in you. I believe Thank in you. you. And we're, we're coming up to another cup rotation here too soon. So you can like shift gears and get a fresh start. Absolutely. So that is a fantastic segue to get into what those next cups are. So October 20 to 27 we have the ultra league and the halloween cup a very popular cup each year uh what really one of the most balanced custom metas that niantic has come up with fortunately enough so it is a great league cup with poison bug ghost dark and fairy types eligible the pv poke top 10 is xl carbink shadow and regular golbat toxapex greninja shadow and regular nidoqueen mandibuzz Shadow Sizor specifically, Jellicent, XL Porniard, and Hisuian Coolfish. Uh, do you have any thoughts or is it just no? Move on. <laughs> no, no. I, I I gravitate towards the the two on here that I know I already have built and I've had a lot of success with in the past, which is Shadow Nidoqueen and Mandibuzz. So for me, it's finding a third, which would probably logically be Carbink in this sense because that would give me the most coverage really. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think I have a carbink that's worthy of this. Yeah, uh, carbink is so, going to be a very difficult one to build because that I, one requires I, a lot of XLs. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Th- I really did not go hard for it like everybody else was going at GoFest. Mm-hmm. I was too busy doing other things like shiny hunting things that I was not catching and talking to people. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe I'll try to see where I'm at with that. But maybe Goldbat. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I would probably. I wouldn't say Golbat's a, a good replacement for Carbink. Um, okay. Golbat, because of that, you know, flying typing and the things it's trying to counter, I think is a bit more of a replacement for Mandibuzz, if anything. Or the, oh, really? actually the Nidoqueen Queen as well. Yeah. The Poison Fang. The Poison Fang, right. And having that Poison typing, so it has those same resistances. Uh, the only real difference is that the Golbat will be weak to electric type where the uh, Nidoqueen would double resist. Yep. But I don't know if there's much electric type damage happening. Uh, no, unless people are going to be bringing like Vika Volts in here. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, you can't use Zergatory, so... No. No, I don't... I, don't, I, I think that's it. Okay, actually, <laughs> let me... I'll look up what the... 
highest ranked electric type Pokemon is, or electric user is. Here we go. So Charger Bug is actually the highest ranked electric user. Oh, you know what? I actually knew that. <laughs> Somebody oh, did mentioned you? that to me. I just didn't. I just didn't store it in the proper folder in my head. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, isn't that, and that's cool. And it, it also got the community day move on the community day in addition to um, Vigavolt. So yeah. that's pretty and cool. What I didn't know and what it cost me was that the, because like there have been moves that have been introduced on community day that have not required an elite TM afterwards, like Blaze Kick on Blaziken or Razor Shell on um uh, uh, samurai yeah but uh volt switch on charger bug is an elite tm move i didn't know that at the time so i didn't evolve my i had a rank one charger bug i didn't evolve it oh and boy it an elite tm to use uh oh well you yeah. got tons of those right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. plenty they're they're yeah. <laughs> uh, dropping out of the sky <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> and just a quick run through the ultra league top 10 on PB Poke at the moment, we've got Registeel, Shadow, and Regular making up one and two. We've got XL Steelix, Shadow, and Regular, Cobalion, Cresselia, Shadow, and Regular, Regirock, Zygarde, Complete Form is in there, Giratine, ah, with the legs, Erisian, Shadow Swampert, and Greedent. It's looked a little bit different from the last time I, I looked through that top 10. I do love seeing Verizian on this list. Uh, Zygarde complete just makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. how how many cells do you have? Like six. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like three. <laughs> yeah. Gen- I, I get distracted super, super easily. Mm-hmm. I really wish that it was automatic that once you're, once you were within range of the Zygarde cell, that it just sucked it up into your cube automatically. Right. It doesn't make sense to me why it doesn't do that. Yeah, um, it should. Because I'm usually busy talking to the person I'm walking with, you know, like, <laughs> sorry. Busy being social, Niantic. <laughs> That's right. Doing what we're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, Greedon there is sneaking into the top 10. I really love a Greedon. Greedon also has to be XL, I think. Let me double check that. Um, these notes were thankfully written by DeFi. Uh, so so shout out to her. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, yeah, don't know if the greedent is meant to have the xl it is so a rank one rank one green is level 50 with ivs of 3 15 15 wow okay well at least it's pretty mm. straightforward yeah absolutely um and it's got like really good coverage a body slam and crunch it's the only two moves the greedent knows but it can hit a lot of types for at least neutral with that move set, and then it just comes out so fast with the mud shot. It's four mud shots to every body slam, and five uh, mud shots to every crunch. Yeah, I I went against one in Sunshine Cup, and they were they were spamming crunch, and it was actually pretty crazy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was um, nuts. So that is Ultra League and Halloween Cup from October twenty seven to November three. We've got Master League and Halloween Cup once again so um the master league top 10 at the moment is zygarde complete form sitting at the top of the rankings giratine r is now second groudon which i believe was number one before has now been relegated to third dragonite shadow and regular xerneas shadow mewtwo zekrom kyrim meloetta and rayquaza 
I never, I never touch Master League. I use, <laughs> I mean, I use Dialga. I use a Mewtwo and a Dragonite and a Groudon. Like those are the four I kind of swap between. Now I have probably just as much experience with Master League as you actually. Um, nice. Those four sound like they would fit together pretty well. Yeah, they do. They do fine. I just don't like the experience of playing Master League. Really? Yeah, it takes okay. Too long. Yeah, it's you know, it's a big, it's a big uh, kaiju fight at the end of the day. You know <laughs> what I mean? I mean, that, that sounds appealing to me. You just, you just said, <laughs> I'll watch the movie. I'm not going to play the game though. You know, like <laughs> then from November 3rd to November 10, we have great league and the great league electric cup. It is a single type cup, only electric types allowed with Unovan Stunfisk, Heliolisk, Charger Bug and Vicavolt all banned. Might be the most restricted meta we've ever had. The official rankings aren't out yet, but you pretty much only see Alolan Graveler and Golem, Garvantula, Luxray, and Hisuian and Cantonian Electrode. Uh, maybe some Magnezone or Manetric. Slight chance of Ab- <laughs> Cloudy with a chance of Ampharos. Um, Togedemaru or Dedenne, like and those are like fringe picks as well. So uh, you definitely won't see much more out of that. A lot of people, if they had access to a Shadow Luxray, with the ground type hidden power move mm-hmm. that was a cheat code for this cup yeah that makes sense and i think it would be wise for niantic to just ban it outright since that's just uh, an obnoxious thing to get. Mm-hmm. um but at yeah. the same time it is cool to sort of reward innovation around that and be like oh hey, i got lucky you know yeah absolutely um and they've they haven't banned a pokemon a specific move on a pokemon before so I imagine they would just ban Luxray outright, or they yeah, could, you know, yeah. innovative and say, you know, if they if they can find a way to say, oh, this particular move is not allowed, code that in somehow. I think they could. I think that would be uh, it, it has a chance to break things. Yeah, probably best left alone. Quite, quite a bit. Uh, it would somehow break showcases once again, or something <laughs> like that. You know. Um, yeah. Oh. I don't know if you're aware of this, Chris. There is some sort of bug where if you try and battle while you've got your Go++ connected, mm-hmm. it, there is a reasonable chance that the battle will freeze up on your end. Oh, you, really? Yeah, just completely freeze up. Like, not even oh. one of those ones where there's there's been bugs in the past where you've just been watching your Pokemon get fast moved down. It's, it's not even that. It's just everything is frozen on your side. They oh. are still attacking you. But, it's a nightmare scenario. Yeah. So it's like Pokemon like, Go night terrors. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to in this cup the most, I gotta say? Yeah. Getting getting shield baited by mirror shot and magnezone. <laughs> yeah, that, what a fun experience, right? Yeah, every time. Um, yep. I fall for it every time. And Togedemaru with the Fell Stinger. So it's like the same <laughs> energy as Mirror Shot, but it increases yeah. the power of the wild charger that you know is coming. Yeah, it's <laughs> a time bomb at that point. It's yeah. just a timer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's GBL for the next few weeks. Let's move on to our next segment, which is the in-game events. And we've got a few coming up. So uh, we've got the Halloween event coming part one and part two. Part one happening on the 19th to 26th of October. Of course, you can listen to the main show, the GoCast podcast with Chris and Kyle to get the full details of the event but we just look at it from a pvp perspective here and 
Uh, interestingly, there is a debut coming in, Grivard. That's how you pronounce it, right? Grivard? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope that's right. <laughs> it is straight ghost type with Lick as a fast move and Psychic Fangs, Shadow Ball, and Dig as charge move options. Kind of interesting because so it's I look, I'll say it up front, I don't think it'll make a big splash in the meta. Because it's while it does have reasonable bulk and ghost is a nice typing. The problem with most ghost types is that they don't have the tools to hit back against the dark types and normal types that wall them so much. And this Pokemon won't be any different. With Psychic Fangs and Dig, it, it can at least hit for neutral against a lot of things, but uh, you're not really getting the coverage against the things that you're most weak to, which is kind of what a Pokemon needs to really propel it into the top meta. Yeah, I don't think we're, we're really going to see an option to that until we see something like Mimikyu come along that can bring Fairy along for the ride as well to sort uh, of balance out, be an answer to like a Sableye. Now, I didn't know that because I don't know much outside of um, yeah. Go. And Mimikyu's not in Go yet, is it? Not yet, no. But Pikachu no. in a Mimikyu costume. A costume, is. that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's... <laughs> fairy ghost is it ghost fairy get it right yeah no oh, that doesn't make a difference <laughs> kyle must, kyle gives me a hard time every time so i have to i have to forward it yeah, it's, ghost, it's ghost fairy um and yeah, uh wow. it's gonna be great it's gonna yeah be great. triple resistance to fighting yeah uh neutral <laughs> po- like poison would be neutral against it because the ghost is is resisting the poison types is it yeah, ghost resist poison. Oh, I didn't. I didn't remember that. Right. Yeah, and so uh, like fairy type is weak to poison, so they can cancel each other out. So it, this ghost fairy type would be weak to other ghosts, um, steel. Yes, and that's it. I think that that is pretty much it. Yeah, yeah double I mean, resist besides, dragon. Uh, it'd be uh, fairy does resist dragon, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think really the only downside is that like what you already said, it brings poison up to neutral status. Yeah. But poison isn't really pumping out the numbers except for the occasional sludge wave, right? Yeah. Um, totally. But other than that, that's not really a big threat. Yeah, Mimikyu's gonna be strong. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it's it. It's gonna be strong, I bet. Yeah. What's it, what's its stats like? Does like is it one of those ones? Is it like the similar stats to Pikachu, for example? Like if that's the case, then it might not get to oh, the geez. required level. You've so, got me with <laughs> that question. Um, I am going to imagine that it's probably similar to other Pika clones like Pachirisu, Dedene, Togedemaru, because okay. they all kind of fall into similar lanes, right? Um, so what? Yeah. Probably going to predict XL Mimikyu being a thing. So the wonder of the website that is pvpoke.com. He's already got it. They're, yeah, they're, their rankings, like uh, any unreleased Pokemon I don't appear in like the official rankings for each of these leagues, but if you go into the battle page of the website and type in uh, what does, you know, Clodzire do in the meta, then you can run simulations yourself. And so I've typed in Mimikyu and it's got no problem reaching Great League. It's uh, got okay. a stat product of 1863 in Great League, which let it's me a find year. a comparison for that. Um, so Vigoroth is. 1948 what is frostlass frostlass is 1861 so very very similar to frostlass levels of bulk 
Okay. And Which is not I that recall, hot. I mean, yeah, but I, I recall Frostless being used quite a bit. Yes, definitely. It's so. got a wonderful moveset. Um, the yeah. current moves in the code, according to PV Poke, are Shadow Claw or Charm as a fast move. And the charge moves are Play Rough, Shadow Ball, or Shadow Sneak. So you wouldn't worry about Shadow Sneak unless that gets a buff in future. But Play Rough, Shadow Ball, two pretty high... Uh, damage moves uh, but again very comparable to frostlast frostlast does have the edge with uh shadow ball obviously they're the, you know they've both got the shadow ball frostlast's other move is 45 energy whereas mimikyu's other move is 60 energy so might make it a little bit harder to use but i'm glad to have like another uh, another ghost that's not weak to dark actually that, like that yeah, you can actually yeah. Yeah, you can actually take on the dark sides with this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just really hoping that they put charm on it. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, uh, that huge. would that would um, that'd be disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be great. It'd be, it'd be very clear then if they're like out the gate. Here you go. It has charm and it doesn't just have something else. Um, even as a solo option, mm-hmm. like well, we we understand what this is going to do to the meta. Here you yeah. go. Yeah. And like nowadays, uh, when Defy and I look at a new Pokemon, we always just think about it in terms of the play Pokemon meta. Sure. And so it would beat Metacham quite oh. handily. <laughs> yes. Quite Finally, handily. somebody. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I imagine Umbreon would probably have the edge over Mimikyu if it's running Shadow Claw, but the Mimikyu would win running Charm, is my assessment. Yep. It would still lose to Lickitung, which is the second most popular Pokemon. It would still lose to Registeel. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on how well it could tank a Zap Cannon and how much. Because Zap, Zap Cannon is a neutral. It definitely wouldn't bother throwing Focus Blasts. And then it would just depend on how much damage you could dish out with the Shadow Claws and Shadow Balls. So that might be an interesting yeah. matchup. And, th- and that is if you didn't take Charm, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. so you've got choices to make. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, <laughs> I mean that that has nothing to do with Halloween event. Let's no, let's doesn't. get that back no, on track. It doesn't. But but yeah, just to sort of like wrap that whole thing up, you know, Houndstone not necessarily having an, another place in the meta because mm. I th- we were talking right before we got started here. Like Golurk would have filled that role. That would have brought yeah. that that level of focus to where that could have been if it was going to be that, but it's not. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yep. Uh, but one move update as DeFi always says, I think DeFi's right. actually like legitimately popularized that. Term. Like I heard one of the other, like, like one of the European uh, ca- shoutcasters saying that phrase. And I'm like, DeFi, nice. you, you go girl. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you do get candy bonuses during the event and the spawns that you want to look out for, uh zubat for a Golbat in great league also crobat can have some play in some ultra league metas we've got ghastly for a haunter spinnerack can make a good ariados once again can be a really good custom meta restricted meta darling Drifloon for a Driftlim, litwick to evolve into a chandelier Thiefi, why'd you put that one in <laughs> chandelier is not meta phantom <laughs> To make a good Trevenant, which still has plenty, plenty of play in Ultra League, not quite as much in Great League. And she's also put Sandy Gast here with a question mark. Uh, Palisand, I did mention to Chris just before the show started recording that um, I did face my second ever Palisand in Great League 
And I, I did beat it, but it gave me some trouble. Mm-hmm. So it can have some play. It's, and again, like it's that ground ghost typing. So same thing as Go Lurk. It's like um, if you want a ghost type with ground damage, then may as well go to the Palisand rather than the Houndstone. So the the Litwick callout, wasn't Lampant usable in some scenarios? I don't think so, no. The only okay. thing that's potentially coming to mind is maybe like uh, the the Evolution Cup where it was oh, only middle types. That might I, that might have been what I'm remembering that from. Yeah. Uh, then like Dusclops was such a force in that mm-hmm. meta that like I don't think it made it very pleasant for to try and make lampant work <laughs> sure <laughs> but it's a candle and it's cute you should catch it <laughs> it is cute yeah catch it because yep. it's cute if anything yep. um mm-hmm. she, she's also mentioned here phantom is shiny and it's beautiful <laughs> yeah oh it is true it's a great shiny yeah it's like it looks so much more like a ghost yeah it does i mean and you know the other one makes it look more like natural because it's the color of bark yeah. and stuff like that but but yeah it look it's a very good silvery shiny and from seven kilometer eggs we do have some event hatches for that munchlax uh, is great in a lot of restricted metas so is raioli slash lucario and galarian your mask for a runarigus again all three of these more restricted meta things like yeah, it wouldn't work in uh, as much in open great league lucario and runarigus i think do quite well in ultra league and now that i think about it of course can't forget master league snorlax in in master league and ultra league as well will work as well next up we have the halloween event part two which is happening from october 26th to 31st uh much more of the same uh the research Pokemon that you want to aim for are Galarian Remask and Phantom, just like with Halloween Part 1. But you know what? I want to maybe read out the spawns to you, Chris, and you can tell me what you think with your trained PvPI. <laughs> you got it. Um, of what spawns you want to target. So we have Costumed Pikachu. Give me a yay or nay. If you should care about it. Uh, it, from a PvP standpoint, from a PvP from a PvP perspective, probably not. But he, he looks dapper. He is a dapper good costume. As, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a really cute costume. Yeah, uh, Vulpix. Uh, no. Oh, I would say I think so. Um, Does it evolve? Anto Nine Tails. Oh, if it doesn't evolve, then no. Well, I mean, it's Vulpix has plenty For of play candy. in little cups. Oh, I mean, yes, I've used one. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's it's really good it's with either Quick Attack or Ember and Body yeah. Slam and Weather Ball as fast moves as charge moves. Sorry, but if it doesn't evolve, then that's its only application. Which yeah, I can't remember if if this one does or does not evolve, but it's the same costume as last year. Right. Okay. Yep. Well, um, I probably don't have one to look up then. <laughs> um, we could have a whole conversation about like how you manage your storage. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Conversation done. Murkrow. Um, I, I remember it being so much more important and now I feel like nobody talks about it. The Honchcrow. Yeah. The Honchcrow yeah. is, um, is just too glassy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've got Mandibuzz that generally we favor bulk. 
over mm-hmm. high attack in PvP generally. But it was the the flying Gengar, more or less. Yeah, that's a good way yeah. of putting it. Yeah, um, Miss Drevis. Um, I don't. You know, Miss Magius. I've seen used, but I don't remember it being overly popular. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Sableye. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> we all know that. One. That's... Yep. Piplop. Uh, I mean, Empoleon gets some use, but I would imagine that you're not going, you're not dying for Piplup candy at this point. But if you are, it, it'll be out in an acute costume. Yeah, I I agree with that. In Ultra League, there was a team running around for a while, which was Empoleon Double Dragon, which oh. was very potent. So like I want to a... see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great band. Yeah, Empoleon Heavy metal crouching band. double dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it's as popular now. Uh, maybe because of the introduction of the Swords of Justice, like a um, a Cobalion will be able to beat all three. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like it's also the steel typing that it gets as a secondary for Empoleon makes it really susceptible to fighting types, and mm-hmm. everybody has fighting types in spades. And yeah. fighting types has made its way into like. Pokemon that are used in Master League and Ultra League. And yeah, I feel like there's just a lot of counterplay for Empoleon. Like a much yeah. safer pick for Hydra for a Hydra Pumper is Swamp Birds. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the advantage, though, is that if you're running dragons, two dragons in your backline, then the Empoleon is much better at taking out the fairies, which would threaten oh, the dragons. True. So that the idea true. with... Uh, a team like that is say if you lose the lead you swap into one of your dragons if they try and counter with a fairy type for example or an ice type because mm-hmm. empoleon does really well against the ice types as well then you know your dragon will go down but then your empoleon comes back in is able to resist everything in spades and comes out with a whole bunch of energy and can often use that to overcome say fighters that it might have encountered in the lead yeah it also can learn drill peck so i mean like it has some counterplay even against its weakness so there is that yeah which is yeah like i was saying before what what we look for in a pokemon is things that can at least take it up to their their counters their usual counters drifloon yes to an extent it's uh, again another like there's a lot better ghosts out there but uh it's one of those ones that again restricted meta it can do really well your mask um yeah but you want it for the candy for rune Regus, right Regus, i think is still good okay it has that same problem that we talked about with other ghosts which is you know it does like you get a match up against an umbreon there's nothing you can do nothing you can do okay okay but it has the bulk and I think it's a little more accessible than the Runarigus because, you know, you have to specifically... For Runarigus, you have to specifically catch a Galeria in your mask and you've got to do 10 raids to evolve it. Um, Cofagrigus, yeah. you can just, you know, get a regular in your mask, get the candy for it and evolve. I personally prefer the uh, the Unova in your mask myself. Yeah, I, th- I think... Um... They're both cool, but the original Unovan mask, I, I think, is so much creepier with the face mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think you're right. Uh, Zerua. No, you, you can't even <laughs> use it, right? So, Can you not use it? 
in PvP? I, I mean, it, it it's just using using anything that has transform is just objectively a bad idea. Okay. Um, I'm sure I've faced a Zoroark at some point in my not in GBL, like in a custom meta. So maybe mm-hmm. it's allowed in friendship battles. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. I was hoping uh. you knew. <laughs> but, but no. It's cool to catch it, um, and it has the the shiny sparkle on it, which is sick for this event. Yeah, um, but uh, it's I you know I don't I would not be falling over myself trying to get it for PvP. Fennekin? No, no, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just l- l- listening to because um right now I've got the uh, the image up, so I can't see your face. Uh, oh, okay. The way it sounded was just like, no, of course not. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My confidence is at an all-time high. Phantom. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, all day. Pump Kaboo? No. And Noibat. No. No, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it did pretty well. Yeah, I give you a B plus. Sixty percent. Sixty percent. A minus. Even. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You did well. There's also this Gengar wearing a Tricks and Treats costume. Of course, yes. Uh, how do you write that? I mean, it's. This I mean, no, I don't. I don't really like. I mean, I don't see people running Gengar. I'm sure you can do it in certain builds, but it's not very safe. More prominent in Ultra League. Okay. I've seen a lot of people running it with Focus Blast as one of its moves because then if you use it as a switch oh. in, and they try and counter with Snorlax, a Focus Blast actually one shots a Snorlax in Ultra League. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine Gengar's attack status through the roof. So. It is, yes, yeah, super high. Sense. Whew. It's so nice to watch if you're yeah, the Gengar sure. user. Like, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly you've you've got your switch alignment. You know, you can you know, match your dragon type against their Swampert from that point, and yeah, and then you they know, throw and a on, and you just get bodied. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is the Halloween event. We've got more, though. November Community Day is coming up, and it has been announced that the Pokemon in question is Wooper. Not only that, though, we are getting a new Pokemon into the game. The Paldean Wooper is being brought into the game, and along with it comes its evolution, Clodzire. Clodzire yes. is a poison ground. You're, you're a fan of this one? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yes. I've heard you talking about this on the main show. Yeah, you, oh, so you tell it. me about it. What, what do you know about it? Okay, uh, and mean, not even just from a PvP perspective. Just what do you know about the Pokemon? Okay, good because I have no idea when it comes to a <laughs> PvP perspective. I mean, it's another Mud Boy, though, right? It's cool. It's ground poison, so that's awesome. It might steal some thunder away from Nido Queen. I guess we'll have to see what the what the actual move set is going to be. I see it's listed here, but uh, I know I don't know for sure until it's actually released, right? Mm-hmm. But that's right. um. It's also my birthday and the community day, so it's <gasps> a big deal. Yep, it's gonna be great. Um, and Wooper is just a perfect, perfect little boy. Uh, I love Wooper. <laughs> I love the uh, the Galarian Wooper. I love everything about it. Not Galarian, uh, Paldean, Paldean Wooper. Mm-hmm. And Claude Sire is a gift. Just a gift. <laughs> it's wonderful. Big yeah, I, I had not seen an image of it until today. <laughs> oh, great, such- big blobfish energy, yeah. man. Blobfish energy, such a derpy boy. So good, yeah. Uh, the shiny's like the shiny looks like that should be its regular color. I I agree. I think th- when it comes to who wins out of those four for shiny, it's original base swooper. 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's a good pink. So here's Clodzire from a PvP perspective. Like Chris mentioned, it is a poison ground type. Now, Nidoqueen actually has not been the darling in the last few seasons that it was. Because oh. Poison Fang a few seasons ago, the energy cost was raised by five. And so it takes Nidoqueen six poison jabs to get to the Poison Fang, where previously it would only be five. And that has made a very significant difference. So you don't actually see much Nidoqueen these days. Now, having said that, there was more than one player in the Sacramento regionals to bring a shadow netto queen into their team and make it work so maybe there's a little bit of a groundswell for it but again that extra poison jab that it takes to get to the poison fang does make a huge difference earth power is strong too earth power is very strong so yeah clodzire as of now doesn't have an equivalent move to earth power it's got earthquake which is 10 more energy but it wouldn't have the same kind of closing power as a shadow nitter queen's earth power because it's a very Mm -hmm. defensively weighted defensive or hp weighted pokemon so it's got a stat product of 24 10 which is huge to put that into comparison that that is rank one is 24 10 azumarill at rank one has 24 52 Oh, so it's, it's pretty close. Very comparable to that, yeah. Mm. Um, also, Cresselia, I think, is twenty four forty six. So it's kind of just one tiny bit under Cresselia in terms of bulk. Very bulk, Azum- very bulky. Azumarill has higher stat product than Cresselia. Very marginally. Just by it's the still, it's still an insane sentence. Still <laughs> 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 so crazy. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Azumarill's always been known as being one of the bulkiest Pokemon in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The current moveset, Poison Jab or Mudshot as fast moves, which can give it really flexible play depending on what you need from it. Its charge move pool is Acid Spray, Earthquake, Sludge Bomb, Stone Edge, and Surf, which is very similar to the Jotonian Quagsire, except instead of Mud Bomb, which the Quagsire would have, Clodsire has the Surf, which is the same energy, just a different typing. For the community, they move. Quagsire is getting Surf, so that kind of matches that up, so that kind of completely invalidates what I just said. And Clodsire <laughs> will get Megahorn. So Megahorn, very hard-hitting move, and it will allow Clodsire to hit back against psychic types because the poison typing gives it a weakness to psychic yeah that'll be really interesting again bring it into like play pokemon it's matchup with metacham it it does beat it with poison jab not mudshot and that's in all even shield situations so it is a metacham counter even though metacham is running the ice punch and psychic that are both super effective against it if Metacham is running power up punch and psychic, then that gets a little bit iffy if it like manages to like bait with two power up punches or, or something ridiculous like that, then it can get the psychic off and KO. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lantern is also very interesting because it does have earthquake, but it doesn't need it to beat a spark 
Lantern. If it's just running, say, Surf and Megahorn, it can beat Lantern in the two shields running straight Megan and throwing straight Megahorn. It doesn't even need to bait. So that's pretty promising. Even though, like I said, it is taking that super effective damage from Surf, it does still have plenty of play against Lantern. Now that does change if the Lantern is running Water Gun. It becomes much, much easier for Lantern. But that's kind of the same story as what we know for Lantern against any other ground type. You know, Gligar, Swampert, uh, G-Fist back in the day. Um, they all did worse against Lantern if it was running Water Gun. All right, so so having just listed out all the moves and stuff like that, and even some of the matchups that, that you, you just kind of laid out for us, what loadout would you take on your Clod Sire if you're going to run it? I would probably go Poison Jab. Okay. Uh, even though Mudshot is, you know, makes some Pokemon so dangerous, like your Swampert, it's, I like having more of a balance of damage and energy with my fast moves because it gives you a bit more flexibility in a game time situation. Where It's like in football, American football, you've got your plays all set out, right? The, the ball is spiked, the offense will do their thing that they've planned out, the defense will do their thing that they've planned out. But then the longer the play goes on, the more everything will break down and it just becomes make it all up on the spot. As far as I'm aware, I'm not super, super uh, well-versed on the strategy of of American football, but I imagine (laughs) that's what's happening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they, they, okay, yeah, I don't don't really follow sports that much, Mm. but yeah, they have a play, they call a play a few audibles or whatever, and then depending on what happens, if somebody cuts, maybe they have a double coverage in an area that they they weren't planning for, yeah, you change your plan. You throw to somebody else on an open route. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, yeah. So, yeah. so it sounds... what you're saying is right. It makes sense. <laughs> so having a move with a bit more balance of damage and energy means that you can better adapt to that kind of situation. Uh, when you know you're when you're in an end game situation and you're having to formulate the plan. This is how I close out the game. You've got other options available to you other than just relying on your far your charge move to you know win the day yeah so so poison jab and what what else then to 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 illustrate this balance i would probably have surf and megahorn okay as my the community day megahorn it would be nice if it got mud bomb but failing that because i think i think mud bomb is a better move than surf i'm gonna quickly double check that they're the same energy, but I think Mud Bomb does more damage. Yeah, but different types, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's the thing: Mud Bomb would be same type attack bonus as well, making it even better. Well, Surf would also be same type of. Oh, you're talking about for um for Claude, sorry, not for Quag. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah. Quagsire, I'd definitely stick with Mud Bomb. Yeah, for Claude, for Claude Sire, it does not know Mud Bomb; it knows Sludge Bomb. That's right. Yeah, which uh, Mud Bomb is forty energy and Sludge Bomb is fifty. Okay, I'll trust. So it's uh, Sludge Bomb. <laughs> we don't really consider a bait move. Anything probably forty energy, thirty-five or forty energy, we consider like a bait move. Something that you yeah. can use to burn shields in order to get a, a, a higher energy move off unshielded. So I'm I'm looking at Mud Shot, Acid Spray, and Mega Horn. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a very different play to say if you if you're and my Clod's Eye went up against each other, uh, yours would probably win because you know uh, <laughs> Clod's Eye is double resisting poison jabs. 
<laughs> so, oh sure sure so like that yeah that's um that's that kind of illustrates how we're talking about different moves for different situations so if you are entering a meta where you think clods eye will be very popular then you will want mud shot and yours will beat the one that i've stubbornly stuck with poison jab for <laughs> the only reason that i went that route is that it's very similar in feel i i would assume so um with how my uh alolan muck was in ultra league that i was using ah, a yeah. lot of a lot of acid spray spam I'd catch some shields, but like mm. the debuff is just so good on an otherwise tanky Pokemon that can just stand there and take it while also being like spray, 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 <laughs> you know? So I, I would love to do this uh, same thing here since it has such a high stat product. It'll probably hang in there just as well. Well, there, there's another thing to consider though. If you are running acid spray is that an acid spray can make your poison jabs very potent as well. So if you wanted to True. run poison jab with acid spray, then you could uh, really just overcut like you might be in a situation where you don't even care if your opponent shields the acid spray or not because you know the damage is going to come from your poison jabs. So, yeah. I mean, if they use a shield on it, that's great. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's one less shield gravy. to do. Yeah. yeah. Which is, again, yeah, like you said, with that Alolan Muck, that was often, most often when we see an Alolan Muck, particularly in Ultra League, uh, if it's running poison jab, then there's a pretty good chance that it's acid spray with that and if it's running snarl then it's probably dark pulse and sludge wave as the charge moves hmm. so then we do have one more event and that is the <laughs> halloween rocket takeover which i guess is part of the halloween i should have put that before the calm day section shouldn't i but we do have during the yeah. halloween part two the halloween rocket takeover with new shadow pokemon being introduced into the game they are ghastly rhyhorn barboach Kranidos, Shieldon, Drilba, and Litwick. Any of those stand out to you, Chris? I mean, Shadow Ghastly is really exciting, but but all of the the cons that make Gengar less usable are amplified, amplified. by it being Shadow, mm, which is yeah. a bummer. Now, Shadow Rhyhorn would be great, I think, because Rhydon uh, has some flexibility um and bulk and coverage that i think would it would benefit from being shadow that's cool shadow wish cash i think is by and far the the big winner here right and ooh, bastiodon too though shadow bastiodon would be kind of <laughs> nasty <laughs> but i'm not really looking at kranidos being pvp relevance uh drillbury yeah, of course and litwick i mean chandelure still has its problems <laughs> yeah definitely definitely so. um i'm really interested in what kind of effect shadow shield on will have on the meta because my gosh (laughs) typically the pokemon that benefit from a shadow boost are your attack weighted pokemon because all the pokemon works on you know multipliers right and so a high attack pokemon getting that 1.2 times multiplier on their attack damage and also getting the one uh, the zero point eight times multiplier on the damage they're taking. It means that the Pokemon that already have a high attack stat will be getting more in like real terms of a benefit than say the low attack Pokemon. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It does. Yeah, so like a Machamp is gonna like if a Machamp's attack stat is at like one hundred and fifty. I don't know what it's actually <laughs> what it is actually off the top of my head, but if it's one hundred and fifty and it gets another twenty percent boost on top of that, then that's getting uh, what is that thirty more attack points 
and like that's oversimplifying it because it's not exactly 30 more you know damage points but it's uh, it's just illustrating the point that like the already high attack stat is getting more benefit than say something that's a lower attack stat like you know <laughs> like shield on um yeah yeah so, but it's also got that fast move pressure and it does a lot of what it does just with the pressure of smackdowns so if those smackdowns are doing more damage then maybe that will make shadow a benefit to bastion yeah i mean the way that i think about it is that it's it is real thick it's not going to go down even if you face tank several charge moves i guess depending on what they are if it's if it's you know like a dynamic punch you probably will not walk away from two of those in a row but Mm -hmm most cases you're going to be fine to absorb a few charge moves even yeah. if it's got the shadow debuff right in that case it takes more damage but like you're saying it, the damage that it does do with smackdown is going to be nuts and oh lord if you hit with a, a stone edge or a flamethrower or something yeah. else like it's going to basically one shot something but yeah it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so really interesting yeah. to see what that looks like um i imagine uh, Shadow Kranados and Shadow Rhyperior would be like top tier raid attackers. Yeah, Shadow Rhyperior will absolutely be because because Rhyperior was already up there, I think top ten. If I yeah. I'm just kind of trying to remember off the top of my head, and Rampardos has has really been at the top top of of DPS, but its TDO has always been so low, and yeah. this is going to like Gengar amplify that a bit so how useful is it really i don't really know but rhyperior also had some bulk so that'll be okay i'm interested to see ride on especially in like an evolution cup um where mm-hmm. it, it's bringing surf for coverage you know and stuff like that and it's shadow and also it does have access to megahorn as a legacy move yeah yeah ride on is um ride on is yeah scary one, of those sneaky folk one that you don't ever i think so right yeah <laughs> In raids, uh, the main ones to focus on, I think, uh, Grimer. It, it is Cantonian Grimer. The Alolan Grimer would be a little uh, more useful, but we do just get the Cantonian Grimer at the moment. Knit Arena, again, if you do want to make a Nitto Queen work, then you've got that option. But Chris, Shadow Lugia yeah. years back. I know. <laughs> I'm so jazzed. Now, bring us Bring us another opportunity at Apex Lugia. Apex Shadow Lugia is what I want. Yeah. I mean, is that... There are certain things that we haven't gotten uh, again. Like, we always say the thing, everything comes back. But there are some things that that hasn't proven true for, such as, like, Armored Mewtwo and yep. so far Zarud. Um, Clone Pokemon, Apex Pokemon. Yeah. So do you... I mean, obviously you you can't tell for certain, but... Yeah. Would you guess that there will be an Apex Lukia opportunity again in future? Gosh, I have no idea, but I sure yeah. I sure hope so. Uh I because I thought Apex was a really cool way of sort of celebrating a Pokemon and mm-hmm. giving a limited giving a limited number to people um so that they could potentially make it work. It's also very easy to exclude if they make one too strong, you know? Mm. Uh, so I don't see a problem with it. It's a yeah. great way to make old Pokemon exciting. And I'm kind of disappointed we haven't seen other Apex since. So you, if you do catch this Shadow Lugia, then you will just have to settle for regular old Aeroblast. Boring. Just fine. Car, car. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to be like Articuno and Moltres where, you know, double, you know, fairly glassy Pokemon that are double weak to a certain type. Like, I imagine you will need a lot of trainers to team up to take this thing down. 
yeah, Shadow Lugia is going to have bulk. He's going to have uh, Psychic is just strong typing to go against. I mean, think mm-hmm. about how many people it took to, t- to take down Mewtwo. Um, yeah. And it's got style, most importantly. So at, least, <laughs> at least probably, you know, six to eight trainers who know what they're doing would be safe. Okay. Bear with me. Uh, Shadow Lugia wearing a top hat. Style and grace at that point. <laughs> there we go. Dandy Lugia. Uh-huh. <laughs> And we do have some Pokemon hatching from eggs. The main one to chase is Vullaby. You can get some XL candy for Mandibuzz for Ultra League. Or Vullaby itself does have some play in Great League. You do have to max that out to level 50. Get yourself a hundo for that. We do also have Pawniard, which DeFi and I talked about last week for Halloween Cup. And Dino, which will evolve into a Zwilus. And Zwilus is always a really nice one for restricted metas that it is eligible in. Just clarify, those are coming out of 12-kilometer eggs and no other eggs, unfortunately. Yes. Um, in addition to the rest of the usual 12K pool, which I think is actually kind of shrunk. I think there's only seven in there, and we've seen upwards of nine. Mm. I, I think some of the bulk has been expelled for the event, such as Larvitar. Um, I think Larvitar was replaced a while ago. But but yeah, just, just to say, 12-kilometer eggs. I love how everything in the 12-kilometer egg pool is dark except for Salandit. Yeah weird it's like popping in like hello i'm practicing <laughs> hi everybody <laughs> hi <laughs> that's definitely what the land it sounds like exactly it looked like mickey mouse low yeah. effort mickey <laughs> mouse <laughs> gosh just an evil mickey mouse yeah, he's just mad because if Mickey was a Salan, that Minnie's got so much more potential in the long run than he does. <laughs> it's it's Mickey Mouse cross with Gollum. Like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> oh, oh! I don't like that idea. Ooh, that is so. That's kind of gross. Like, <laughs> stop it, fish. <laughs> you take that back. And like Goofy and Donald be like Frodo and Sam. <laughs> I want this. I want this real bad. What I want is uh, Lord of the Rings uh, area of like another Kingdom Hearts game where this happens. Oh, I see. Now, I I am recently rediscovered gaming. So I'm only just starting to get into like some of the the clouds. Like I only started playing Assassin's Creed a a little while ago. So you'll have to explain Kingdom Hearts to me. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you're forgiven. You're forgiven <laughs> for not knuckles. knowing. You should not ask that. No, no, oh, no, no, really. No. It's not that I know what to say. It's that there is no good way of of answering that question. The lore of Kingdom Hearts is wow. as vast as it is complicated as it is convoluted. Is it like a a, a Skyrim kind of deal? In in short, it's Final Fantasy meets meets disney properties right so you play as a character who is kind of like in limbo between the two in style and you team up with donald and goofy as your teammates and it's like a real-time combat very final fantasy-esque experience and i cannot tell you anything about the story without this becoming a three to four hour podcast (laughs) me getting 90 percent of it incorrect (laughs) (laughs) and so uh disney properties would that include like like Marvel now as a Disney property, like do you get? Do you, oh, can it, you have Captain America? 
It would. I think it would. It'd be kind of difficult, I think, with some sort of licensing since um, since Marvel properties as a movie IP are owned by Disney, but I don't necessarily think they own the games, at least not for all the characters, because ah. Spider-Man was sort of split between Sony and a bunch of different stuff. That's why okay. they weren't in movies for a while. Um, but, but yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so... That is it for the event section. Let's move on. Play Pokemon section. We had Sacramento Regionals happening on the weekend. The winner was Elite, who ran a team of Superior, Gligar, Umbreon, Metacham, Lantern, and Frostlass. Hello, DeFi. He beat Bopper, who was someone who came over from the VGC, the Video Game Championship, and has already, you know, hit that elite level in go so uh, really impressive you know it's taken me you know five years to get to this or four four years maybe five yeah to get to the point i have and this guy's just come over from another game and been like hey i might just give this a go bang love it (laughs) yeah we had a a new caster debuting sofitof who's someone who has been around the scene for actually quite a long time um she has been casting for gbla which is a format run by speedy is chief to it's basically it it's a it's a format that takes all the people who top the go battle league leaderboards and then puts them uh in a, a competition a season cage match to the each death other. a cage match to the death yeah they yes, each the get one Q weapon tips lava the whole thing they they have weapon drops throughout the season that's <laughs> right <laughs> It's very similar to Fortnite, but with real people that happen to be GBM players. So, again, this is something that DeFi's had to fill in for us because I am still catching up on it. It happens while I'm sleeping. So what she has described is that the meta is solidifying into Metacham, Lickitung, and Umbreon. Or, so Metacham and either a Lickitung or an Umbreon as a core. Some people are bringing all three. So there are lots of bulky matchups. And for the first time ever, we had a play Pokemon game on stream, at least time out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, uh, wow. I believe it's five minutes, like a, a great league battle going for five minutes. That, that, is, no, that is certainly notable. My goodness. <laughs> there was one player who made top cut that ran a Guzzlord. What do you know about Guzzlord in terms of PvP? Uh, I don't know much actually. Mm. Um, I, I'm hoping that maybe you can tell me a bit about it. Cause Kyle and I were at a loss. Okay. So it's very similar to Umbreon in that it is a dark type that has a lot of HP. So it can take a few hits. The difference between the Guzzlord and the Umbreon is the fast move pressure. It's got dragon tail as a fast move and it gets to the dragon claws every four dragon tails so it's one of those pokemon i've described a few pokemon like this in the past where it's it sneaks up on you it's it throws four dragon tails and then you know you face a charge move and you're like well this is a dragon claw i can take this easily and you do it takes you i don't know it takes you down to two-thirds of your hp left then they throw another four dragon claws at dragon tails and throwing another charge move and you're like well i can tank this but should i <laughs> then, you, know, you might decide no and then you mm-hmm. suddenly you've got a third of your hp left and then it just like 
they decide to just drag and tell you down and you're like oh hang on now i don't have any kind of counterplay they can just literally shield anything i throw and then drag and tell down and now they've got a whole bunch of energy and now i've lost alignment it's it's like one of those ones that you've got to really be able to extrapolate the kind of damage that the uh that pokemon will do to you over time to be able to counter it effectively i i had no idea that's actually really really cool to hear though because yeah I wanted Guzzlord to have a place somewhere because <laughs> uh, it's not great for DPS. No, this. not at all. Uh, so that, that is that's cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it plays pretty similar. Like it's got the same wins and losses as Umbreon. Um, I will say that Alolan Sand Slash is not as nice for the Guzzlord as it is for Umbreon. The Umbreon can generally beat the Alolan Sand Slash, especially if the Sand Slash is running Shadow Claw instead of Powder Snow. And also Frostlass. Uh, that's a very easy win for the Umbreon. I don't think it's as nice of a win for, for Guzzlord. And I think that's ba- basically the Dragon Typing does uh, hold it back a little bit. It does give it the advantage of being really, really strong against Lantern, but the Umbreon can generally beat the Lantern as well. All right. Uh, other good picks, uh, we had a Mantine made the top cart. Mantine is uh, kind of like Pelipper, where if your opponent's not running Lantern, then that makes the Mantine slash Pelipper like, quite safe. Probably the only exception there being the, again, the Alolan Sand Slash. Alolan Sand Slash is just a really nice core breaker to a lot of things, which is why it keeps getting play. So we're, we're entering like an era where everyone is bringing their own kind of signature picks which is I, I mean i think we've kind of been in this era for a while now i i definitely was the one who started that um <laughs> definitely shadow charizard right, right? Yeah. um shadow bomber snow glass yeah. core um uh but yeah so we're it's it make it's it's always fun to see people bringing in their their signature picks there was a lorantis as well which is really Ooh, cool yeah i like that that's cool Fury Cutter, Leaf Blade, and Superpower. It, it can beat Lickitung. Superpower. Yeah, <laughs> right? That's hilarious. Huh. Yeah, it's um, and Leaf Blade is such a an efficient move. It's like 35 energy for like a million damage. <laughs> it's yeah. a really good move. So Sacramento sounded wild. Um, it but did, yeah. I'm, 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 we uh, have... A little bit of the way through it at the moment. Yeah, Need okay. To, can't wait to finish it. <laughs> well hopefully you got to get on it because there's other stuff coming up there's other yeah events. right so <laughs> we have lil in france happening this weekend over 128 people signed up for that one later on we have toronto happening from october 27th to 29th 75 people registered to that sao paulo for laic the international championship for latin america that is happening on november 17th to 19th 217 registered for that gdansk in poland November 25 to 26, 100 registered for that. Brisbane, Australia happening the same weekend, 46 registered for that. And upcoming, we have Stuttgart and San Antonio not open for registration just yet. They are happening December 9th and 10th and December 15th and 17th, respectively. And that will move us on to our mailbag. Now, Chris, if you look behind you, there's a a bag on the, like a sack on the floor labeled DeFi. Are you comfortable opening that sack or... I think that's a federal crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed well, to open other people's mail. You're not a cop, right? 
<laughs> no, no, no. no cop, no cop, no stop. That's right. Absolutely. And we can say, safely say there are no cops listening to this podcast. I cannot safely say that. No, I don't. I think heard so. yes. <laughs> I tell you what, tell you what. I'm gonna just quickly run over there. I'm gonna unstitch the DeFi. The logo. I carefully embroidered that name into it. Like I gave it to her as a birthday present, but I will oh carefully unstitch the DeFi name from the sack. <laughs> so it's technically not hers anymore. Here's your happy birthday. Here's a <laughs> here's a, an embossed or embroidered burlap sack for you to put your like 1860s style mail into. It's made of leather. <laughs> It's made of leather. That's right. There you go. Cool. Hey, nice. Nice. <laughs> um, right. So uh, you want to reach in there, pull out the first mail. Oh, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just rummage around here. Uh, this one is from Mythic. And they said, hey, fish and DeFi. Sorry. It's Mythic here. You guys have asked me to keep you updated on my GBL journey, and I haven't written in for a while. So here I am. I'm excited to announce I've hit rank 20 for the first time ever in the two years I've been playing Pokemon Go. My starting ELO was 1650, and I've reached 1750. I'm hoping to get to 1800 this weekend, as it is Go Battle Weekend. I'm also starting to develop strategies and build a team that actually works well together, rather than just building up what top 10 are on PB Poke. <laughs> I feel like I'm being called out. <laughs> you feel seen. <laughs> uh, I've been running Quagsire, Metacham, and Shadow Alolan Ninetales. I might switch Quagsire for my Galarian Stunfisk because I've been running into a lot of Victory Bell and Shadow Victory Bell. I'm starting to enjoy PvP more and more, and I'm looking forward to the year when I can compete when I can compete in actual events. I've also started to set goals for myself regarding resources. For example, I'd like to have at least 60 rare candy on me at all times and two elite TMs of each type at all times. I like that, like having like pocket rare candy on hand. Mm-hmm. It's like Oh, like, you know, some people put like a $20 bill for emergencies in like the top of their car, like window visor. It's the same idea. Love it. (laughs) My goals are to reach 150 rare candy and have 300,000 stardust at all times as well. That's good. Have like a par system for that stuff. That's fantastic. Um, I'm also trying to find my local PvP community to hopefully host my own little tournament. I'm not old enough yet to compete in official tournaments. So that's the next best thing. Yeah. And in some cases, it is just the best thing. There's <laughs> something very special about yeah. no no shade to big events. Obviously, they're fantastic. I was gushing about NAIC at the top of the show, but nothing beats nothing beats a small town like get together in a card shop or at a park and doing yeah. your own tournament. Honestly, uh, thanks for all the help you guys have given me. It helps. A, it's helped a lot, and I'll make sure to keep y'all updated as I progress. Let Arceus smile upon you, Mythic. A real metal sign-off. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so happy to hear all that. And, and like, yeah, there's so many elements of that message that, like, make my heart grow a size. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, they, we, we've talked about uh, how, you know, resource, resource management is such a big deal. So having – I call it having dry gunpowder ready to go. Like, oh, I, sure. I've always, always had that exact same – uh, philosophy of having enough stardust trying to have enough stardust and rare candy and elite tms or regular tms to make sure that if i do decide i need to build this pokemon i've got the resources there to do it yeah i think it's really smart that's, that's mm. really really quite smart because you never know when you're going to need to pivot on something especially like when a new cup comes through or you need to swap out your second choice for another second choice because it's not working out the way you intended. And, yeah. oh, no, I don't have resources. But, oh, thank goodness. 
I set this par, so I do. <laughs> it's great. Very smart. And the idea of uh, being able to recognize a weakness in your team and then uh, substituting a Pokemon in for that to, you know, adjust to that weakness and cover that weakness, plug that hole. That's also like just like a, a very essential skill that I don't think we have covered too much, but is is like one of the most important ones, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would think so. I think flexibility is like the greatest tool of any competitive anybody doing mm. anything. You know what I mean? Because it's <laughs> you practice for so long, you spend so many hours doing things so that they are rote, so that they are muscle memory, mm-hmm. and it's so easy to put the blinders on. Mm-hmm. But the ones who rise to the top in any sport, including this, are the ones who have that muscle memory, but are also able to be like, "This isn't working. I can already tell. Like, I got to switch." And then the courage to to change. What's that Mike Tyson quote again? Uh, You're asking the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I've got uh, it. I I know it. I know it. Hang on. I'm looking. Definitely not Googling it. I'm looking it up. (laughs) Everyone has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. That's the one. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. That's (laughs) a real good one. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it's the other ones that are listed under here. When I Googled it just now was I'm a dreamer. God lets everything happen for a reason. As long as you persevere and endure, we can get anything we want. I want to rip out his heart and feed it to <laughs> Lennox Lewis. <laughs> and last but not least, I could feel his muscle tissues collapse under my force. Wow. wow. <laughs> at some point in that list, we took a left turn. <laughs> <laughs> that, my we word. Can, we can always look through the history of his quotes and be like, oh, that's where it went wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like listening to like um, uh, Eminem albums. Like, oh, this is where this is where you were mentally at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, look, yeah. So it's that first one that we I think is relevant here and is relevant for so many situations uh, in life. Um, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, and and uh, and by being able to recognize. Uh, what isn't working for your team and being able to adjust to that you're you're adapting to the situation as you go the next mail comes from nabil psyduck who says something i've been pondering after go battle weekend how do you team build and play in open great league against heavy fast move teams i'm quite meticulous in recording the pokemon i encountered during sets particularly on the sunday of go battle weekend the proportion of fast move heavy teams, such as Basti, Shadow Charm, etc., was immense. My win rate over the 100 battles was 38%. Took breaks, wasn't molding. And when I read that, I uh, I picture the tone of voice like, I wasn't molding, you're molding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would love to hear everyone's thoughts. Nabil Psyduck. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, from an inexperienced perspective, I would say, and please help correct me here, sure. is that I would take a look at the meta. I would identify who I think my, my problems are, or if you've already been doing a lot of battles, you know, Bastiodon, things with Shadow Charm, look for things that can tank those. Look for mm. tankier Pokemon that are answers to those, and they might not seem good at first, but if you're hard countering the thing that you are getting destroyed by, you're already in a better spot because it lets you make more decisions later. So, I mean, it's going to take a lot of like reverse engineering, mm. and it's quite possible that other people feel the same way you do, and you could probably take a look on Reddit or somewhere else to get some other ideas. But I think starting with the problem and trying to find a solution that might not be 
obvious <laughs> yeah. is pr- usually the answer, you know? Yeah, that's a really good answer. Um, I was also going, going to add, like I was going to say something along those lines and then I was going to add to that, that also being able to recognize as early as possible that that's the team that you're facing is, is I think paramount because yeah. like I've come across Bassidon leads, for example, or like a shadow victory bell or a charm lead. And I've, you know, played it as normal. And then when the second Pokemon comes out and it's another fast move heavy team, that's when it hits me. Oh no, this is the team that I'm facing. And by then it's too late. They've, you know, gotten rid of the important Pokemon that I needed to shield earlier. Cause that's the thing often with those fast move heavy teams is like, uh, they don't apply too much. They often don't apply too much charge move pressure as well. So if you think you can tank a move, you might not shield that early on so you can save the shields for later. And then that's when it's become too late because at that point they can just fast move the rest of your team down and, and uh, you know, shield their way through to winning. Whereas if you recognize early on that you're facing one of these teams say you've got a Shadow Victory Bill lead, you know that they're about to throw an Acid Spray, you can just go ahead and shield that anyway. Like, you know that they're not going to be applying that much shield pressure to you in the late game, so you can be fine spending your shields a little earlier to protect that Pokemon. Hmm. So, yeah, for for me, as well as, you know, the bulky-type Pokemon that can take those those hits that uh, you mentioned, I would also work on being able to recognize as early as possible that you're facing a fast-move pressure team. That sounds great. I, I think I can apply a little bit of that to what to what I've been doing. You know, it mm-hmm. Jeff, definitely not at the point. Like the highest I've gotten, I think I've gotten to 19 or 21 season, but the closest mm-hmm. I've gotten in previous seasons has been like 16, which was last season. And right. at, at like early ranks, that's not much of a problem. A lot of people are just bringing what they think they should bring mm-hmm. and not what they know they should be bringing. Sure. It's like team composition, like when people talk about that as like a way of actually strategizing, of like acknowledging and recognizing, oh, this is going to be an ABB, right? I can already tell from the A. Mm -hmm. That uh, blows my mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's a practice skill. Yeah, It's something I don't have down pat yet. Um, The ones that I know for sure, if there's a mud boy in the lead, uh, so a Swampert, Quagsire, uh, you know that they're going to have at least one anti-grass in the back. Mm Mm-hmm. And if it's a meta, sorry, not a meta gem. If it's a an Alolan Sandslash lead, Alolan Sandslash is so weak to fighters that they've got to have at least one anti fighter in the back, so a flyer okay. or a ghost. Yeah. Everything else, I think, is a little bit harder. It takes a lot of just like marinating in the meta and playing yeah. a lot of matches, totally. gathering data. Yep. So that's it for the mailbag for this week. We will have more next week with DeFi when she returns we as as we said last week we absolutely love answering these questions and would love a backlog to be able to uh, always have something there for us so if you have anything that you want to ask or even just comment on the show respond to something we've said or you know tell a funny story (laughs) or you know yeah we'll even take your your venting stories i had this guy who who ran triple razor leaf in we will have those contact details at the end of the show in the meantime let's move on to our achievements and plugs in the pallet town pvp discord server we have lightbox jaden who got her first 
ever 5-0 sweep in Open Great League. Fish on a heater, got 15,000 Great League wins. And oh, Maxitron, yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, get a life. <laughs> and Maxitron <laughs> finished their Master Ball research. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. In the GoCar server, DeFi hit expert. <gasps> wow. Congratulations to DeFi250. That is that's phenomenal. It goes to show, like, the moment she's, like, got a little bit of extra time on her plate, bang, she just <laughs> gets there straight away. Yeah, like, that's how good that's she right. is. Yeah. The only thing holding DeFi back from world domination is responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll put that on a t-shirt. I'll, put, I'll embroider that on the leather sack that I'll send her. On the leather birthday. sack. That's right. <laughs> yep. Perfect. And for plugs, Chris, I hear you've got something to plug. Yeah, and actually, I'm I'm so sneaky. I already plugged it, um, but <laughs> yeah, too, <laughs> go ahead and uh, please take a, a listen to Star Piece, which is the new show on this feed, and uh, it's with Lachlan. It's it's new, like I just said. It's an interview show, and our first victim, so to speak, was Cricket Twenty Three, who was a, an excellent guest. Um, we actually have already recorded our second one with Alfindial. That'll be really really great to put out, and we have a couple of others in the works. So uh, please go check it out. Love to hear what everybody thinks about it. And uh, I say this on GoCast, but you guys should go listen to GoCast. <laughs> I say go listen to PPP Corner on there. So I guess I have to say go listen yeah. to GoCast. On Which this you should, one. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really have always enjoyed yours and Carl's commentary on the game. It's I've been saying it for like since before I came on as a host. Like it's your you, you maintain a positivity around the game even when being critical of it yeah. of Niantic and, and, and the company like you you can hear that it's coming from a look we're disappointed but hey we still enjoy the game and and that you know when I'm listening to a podcast of something that I'm a fan of mm-hmm. that's always very very refreshing <laughs> right right exactly yeah and we we strive for that sort of energy so it's great to hear it's it is translating yeah um and of course likewise for pvp corner i'm very happy that we don't have to talk about pvp on gocast because we don't know what we're talking about um but also that you and and d5 make it so much more understandable uh to me who is like middle of the road sort of battler i suppose yeah yeah um that's i really appreciate hearing that because that is well to to paraphrase something we've said earlier in previous episodes like making it more accessible to people who have an interest or didn't even realize they had an interest until someone made it accessible for them that's the that's the thing that we find most rewarding you know one other thing though too i know we've been recording forever but it's (laughs) like when you like something sometimes you don't know how you're like, I want to care about this more, but I don't know how I'm supposed to care about it more, you yeah, know? Right. And so like listening to PPP corner is like a, Hey, here's the stuff you should focus on. Here's what we care about. Here's what other people care about. Here's what the community cares about in general is just like so helpful, you know, for somebody who's otherwise in a silo. <laughs> so. <laughs> and so with, with uh, all that buttering of each other aside. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, let's close it out. We love hearing from you. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi, you can direct that to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast PO box. Take a look at the show description for the phone number and the PO box address. 
in the show description. You can click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us, especially with those juicy questions. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much, Fish. Appreciate it. Bye.